Welcome back to Big Mama Hex Podcast. I'm sitting down today with Jillian McGee, virtually. Jillian is the director at Boyertown Historical Society, and I'm so excited to have her on today. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you. I'm really excited. I know you through um, living in Boyertown, and I met you when you were working at Building a Better Boyertown, and you're really good friends with my friend Adrian, who we've had on the podcast as well. And since I've known you landing in Boyertown, you have been a mover and shaker. And I'll never forget the first video I saw you um, walking around with your phone, going actually into Boyertown Historical Society. I think there was an event there and you were kind of showing us around uh, the people watching the video. And I was like, I love this girl so much. She's giving me all the feels. Like I am so into this girl, like talking me through Boyertown. Because I don't know if you know, like I grew up outside of Philly and then I moved here. Like this is where my mom grew up and my grandparents lived. But I didn't really, I, I was really intimidated by Boyertown. So you've been somebody that I have really enjoyed walking me through some of the things that I didn't know about Boyertown. So can you just start with how did you end up in Boyertown and how long have you been here? And what brought you to Boyertown? So there's three questions in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so I'm flattered first. Thank you. <laughs> it's always good to oh hear that. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I loved it. Um, and I remember that exact event too. It was, <laughs> I do. It was the Belschnickel pop-up. It was, it was yeah. a nice day. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, okay. I grew up in Spring City, so not very far. Um, actually growing up, uh, I never really came into Boyertown except for maybe two or three times and it was mostly just to go to Zern's. Yeah. Yeah. Zern's was the bomb. Um, but outside of that, I never really came into Boyertown. Um, so, you know, I, you know, went to high school, graduated, went to college, did that. Um, my undergrad was in his history at historic, I'm sorry, at, Hawaii Pacific University. Uh, and then I came back to the States and I met my fiance, uh, newly engaged, <laughs> but I met my fiance. Uh, Congratulations. Back. Thank you. Thank you. It's been uh, very exciting. Um, I proposed to him actually, and it was super uh <laughs> I love that. Super weird because I was just, we were just sitting on the couch talking with his parents and then they brought up something about kids and I'm like, I really want to get married. Like they, everybody knows I want to get married before I have a kid. And, uh, uh, we said that and I'm like, you know what? I'm really tired of waiting. So I just, it was like, Hey Ryan, you want to get married? <laughs> Good for you, Jillian. Yeah. I don't know your partner, but I, he, he also gives me all the feels and I'm like, he looks like he's just so much fun and I'm super excited for you. That's awesome. He and why not? Super shy, but so much fun. He's just Ugh. best. I love him so much. But anyway, um, but I, when I moved back to Pennsylvania and I started dating Ryan, um, uh, his family lived in Boyertown um his parents have a home um out by um ironstone ironstone drive 
and so they retired and moved to Florida and that was right about midway into my master's degree program. So I went to, I was going to Drexel University for my master's in museum leadership and arts administration. And they, they sold their house to us. Uh, and then they moved to Florida. And then that's kind of how Ryan and I got more involved in Boyertown. <laughs> um, and then I've never been super into the communities where I lived. Um, I've lived in quite a number of places, uh, but it was always just kind of like, keep my nose to myself. Like I'm not gonna go around and being super like, like I feel like I'm very involved in, I am very, very, very involved in the community, yeah. but it was never like that before. Um, but with my, my uh, degree, my master's in museum leadership and arts administration, I was uh, required to do a practicum, which is kind of like a thesis, but more hands-on. Yes. So I wasn't sure where I was going to do my practicum. I was stressing out about it so badly. And I ended up, uh, I kept trying to get into places in Philly, um and the surrounding area where i was going to school but then i ended up finding uh someone had done their project their practicum in a a small historical society so i'm like wait a second we've got one of those in boyertown so my practicum in uh i i split it up which um was great I did my practicum and I split it between the Museum of Historic Vehicles and the Boyertown Area Historical Society on top of going to school full-time and a full-time job, which I do not recommend. Oh my glory. No. <laughs> no. No, no, Do not do that. <laughs> um, but I did it. I was stubborn enough to do it. Um, oh, you must be diced then. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I, I did find out that I do have a, a significant German heritage. Uh, nice. You have a little sprinkling, right? Yeah, yeah. I was always led to believe that I, I was Italian, mostly Italian. And my my uh, paternal grandparents and their grandparents all have their name on Ellis Island. And, and like, it's just always been this thing. And oh. I took one of those DNA tests and it was like 5% Italian. And I'm like... My life is a lie. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was super dice. And here I'm like 14%. I was like, uh-oh. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I need to find a new trajectory. Lucky for me, the, the dice that I am is like super like profound and epic here in this area. Thank God. Because I'm like, oh, no, my whole career is like melting. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But you know what? Well, I don't want to get off track, but you know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like I really needed to know, but like, I think it's just uh, to speak to like, if you're, if you're interested in a culture and you want to like discover a culture, like you can assimilate. And especially for people that are like adopted or find themselves displaced, like it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily have that um, blood connection in my opinion. So I think it just speaks to that 
phenomenon. But that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So it it uh it was it was interesting for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. But yeah, so I was doing. I hear it keeps changing too, Jillian. Has it changed on you? What was that? I'm only a year in. Does the DNA sh shift and change on you? I've heard that it updates often, and you get surprised all the time. You know, I have not checked since that first time. I should probably go back and look now. I did not know that it was changed. Although, I mean, if as more people do it, that makes sense. The uh, the data updates. Yes, huh. it seems like it only adds more to you. Like I was, like I learned a little bit more. Um, and it's an addition. It's not like they take something away, you know? So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's really interesting. And now I'm going to focus on that until I find out. It's <laughs> um, quite the rabbit hole. <laughs> but yeah, so I did, I did uh, internships with the Historical Society. I did internship over at the Museum of Historic Vehicles. And then those in those two involvements uh that led me to building a better boyer town <laughs> uh some the position just kind of opened up and one of the board members happened to be serving at the historical society and they're like hey do you want a job and i'm like yes <laughs> what year was this jillian <laughs> that was oh my gosh that was 2020 and i started the job the day before the county shut down for COVID. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, so I showed That's up today and they're like, yeah, go home. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like still on payroll? <laughs> Am I being fine? I know, right? <laughs> Do you have to let me go now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> What a tough position to be in during the, the especially the early days of the pandemic. It was so, oh, so hard to navigate. For sure. That was woof. Although I will say I am happy. There are some, there are some aspects of it that I was very happy to have because since at the time of when I was hired originally, I was the only person there. So I had the ability to just lock all the doors, not let anybody in. And I just did my work there. Um, I was able to spend more time looking through all of the old papers and records and, and really learn more about the town. Um, so like that was super helpful, but literally yeah. everything else was a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would definitely echo that sentiment that it's in no way like saying that it was a blessing or anything. But I think in general, like both in my own practice and my own work, just slow learning things and having the time and having the like very little distractions from the outside world. And then also being in a position at a museum, like you said, I had so much time to de dedicate to just learning about the museum and the mission and what they do. So that's that's so interesting and phenomenal. And kind of like has been probably a blessing for you. Plus, you had already kind of known the, the the town because of your practicum, so that's really cool. So, what's what's the most interesting thing you learned during that time when you were sort of doing your research in the facility alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. The most interesting thing. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what 
trying to not get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, li- literally, I know, right? This um, ghost story wouldn't get you in small. trouble, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, okay. The most safe that I can share, but interesting thing. Um, gosh. Uh, well, I was always astounded at how disorganized everything could be. <laughs> oh, Lord, yes. Every, it, yeah, every, sure. it took me, oh my gosh, I have photos from my first week and I demolished that office. I took every file folder out. I went through and categorized them all. I did must have been by the time I ended at that role, I must have done five pass throughs through all of those files. Um, and wow. that's 20 years worth of files and they saved everything. I mean, oh, do you Lord. really need Wikipedia articles from 2013? I don't think so. <laughs> so there was a lot of, of disorganization and that just, it blew my mind. Um, yeah. But fun things during that time. Uh, my favorite thing that I've found out during that time is uh, relevant to the, uh, the businesses in town. Um, and yeah. both of them are no longer in existence. Uh, but the one being the casket factory Mm-hmm. We are huge fans of here at the Boyertown, the Historical Society. It's actually my favorite exhibit. Um, but when I was at Building a Better Boyertown, I learned during that time of, of uh, COVID and, and the early early phases of COVID that the flower planters outside of my office were actually caskets like it was it was uh not used caskets of course but it was leftover casket material and it just blew my mind and i (laughs) i love that i love sharing that information it's really great um and they're so gorgeous too they're beautiful i don't know who cares for the planters but I go to Firefly, of course, all the time, like all the time. And there, you guys share the same building when you were at Building a Better Board Town. Er, Erdango building? I don't know what it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lettering. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, oh gosh, now I forgot it, of course. I, I literally look at it like every day now. I know. I look at it so much too. And and the lettering is beautiful. That sign was done very beautifully. Really it's a beautiful building and it's a beautiful color. So oh, the Flutterbox owned that. Uh, the Flutterbox owned that building, and their business is called Kleinco. They're in the front corner of that that bit that building, um, and they really do have a, a very good eye for design yes. with the the community. So I, I love the colors that they painted the building. I love their upkeep, the the landscaping. It's very nice. They were wonderful landlords. And the beautiful dog sculpture as well. Love it. So sweet. So yeah. sweet. And and honestly, now that you've mentioned that, um, just watching the process of Firefly, um, Michael and Lorianne, um, what the heck is that called? Not redoing. What's the word, Jillian? In like, um, renovating. Renovating their <laughs> shop. It's just glorious. Yes. I'm like completely obsessed with the whole aesthetic in the shop. And it's so cool that they were allowed to do that. And 
it just gives it a whole wonderful vibe. So it's very, very cool. I love, that's my favorite part of Boyertown is like that little corner, yeah. my very favorite part. Um, so fast forward and, oh, well, you know, let me, hold on. So I guess I want to ask you before we move on to how you ended up with Boyertown Historical Society and, and the work you're doing there. I guess I want to ask you what led you, like what in, in your childhood or young adulthood led you to become interested in um, museum education or, um, you know, working at a historical society? What, you know, like I'll talk to people, sorry, I'm watching a wasp. <laughs> I'll talk to people and they will tell me, you know, when they were younger, they were really interested in history or like whatever, something like that. Did something spark in you? What led you down this path or maybe something in your undergraduate program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much in my undergraduate program, although in my undergraduate, I did do, um, I did do a lot, like it was, my, my major was history. Um, yes. But growing up, my grandparents were huge factors in my life. Both of my parents worked uh, full-time jobs, so I was very often with my grandparents. Um, and they always took me to historic sites, historic museums, my favorite being when we would go to the aquarium or Gettysburg or Valley Forge and we take part in the, the tours and stuff. I love doing that. Those are some of my favorite childhood memories. Um, and for a while they had convinced me, I was convinced I was going to be a psychologist. <laughs> and I was, I was convinced. I was like, yes, I'm ready to do it. I took all the AP classes and all of it. Um, and then I, I got, I forget, it was my senior year in high school and I forget what exactly happened, but I was at some point I was just like, this, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm done. Psychology <laughs> is not it for me. It's um, so intense. Yeah, they kept pushing me, and they're like, "You really want to like?" They really were like, "You got to get a good job that pays well." Same, same so, girl. I know. But anyway, so uh, I was, I went to go, and uh, my associates is in ended up being in secondary education. Um, so I was going to be a history teacher. Preferably at a college, but you know, I, I was in, I was very excited about like high school, tenth through twelfth grades. But you know, we'll see. What I was kind of just focusing on the older kids. Um, so I got my degree in education. I ended up going and getting out to Hawaii, and their program out there requires you to do a master's in education before you can. Uh, continue any further whatever like you can't just get a your bachelor's in history and then go and teach you had to like weird your master's yeah they were very particular. I think it would be the same like here but I guess it's state to state or something yeah yeah wow um but I was like no I'm not doing that <laughs> I didn't want a master's back then. I just wanted to get my bachelor's. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do my bachelor's in history. Uh, and my bachelor's in history was focused on like my, my, my topic for every class. I don't know how I worked it into every class, but 
I sure tried my best, but my topic was space history. So like the space race and the wow. impact that it had on our culture and the psychological impact that, you know, people have looking at the earth from the, the space stations and stuff like that. Um, and experiments and rocketry and all that, everything that involves with it. Um, and then came back to Pennsylvania and I ended up getting a job in finance because that was the only place that would hire me. And I, <laughs> I ended up, I, I was like, coming back to Pennsylvania, I said, I don't care what I do. I will gladly go back to serving and the serving diner food and being a waitress. I just do not want to be in finance. Well, I ended up in finance. <laughs> <laughs> and it was okay. So then I ended up getting another job in finance and they treated me so well. It was a technology company for financial advisors. They treated me very well. Um, it was a great company, except I hated the job. I hated my job so mm. much. So I started looking okay. for um, like, okay, I don't, I know I don't want to be in finance. Like I've given it my hundred percent. Like I've, I've really tried, but I don't want to be in finance. So what do I want to be in? So I kept thinking about like what really makes me happy. And I kept coming back to uh, my grandparents and all those trips to the historic sites and museums and I was like, I'm going to work at a museum. <laughs> An incredibly low paying field. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I had no idea, Jillian. <laughs> I went from teaching to museum work and I'm like, um, not the right yep. direction. Nope. So I, I said, uh, I'm going to go. I, I mean, I don't want to make money for rich people. I want to, I want to impact my community so i went to school oh. back to, for my master's and i ended up getting the the, the uh, museum degree and um yeah i haven't looked back and it's been as as much as frustration and stress and craziness that nonprofit work is and and everything that comes along with nonprofit work i i have never been more fulfilled I will go home and cry like at least three times a week, but like <laughs> I just That's always have a fuzzy feeling. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so it's very different kind of work. Um, it's so funny because when I when I started working at the Schmeichfelder, you helped me so much because I had never worked in the field and I was like coming in from a very like teacher perspective and it was really helpful to have you um as a person that i could talk to about it because i was totally out of my element and really enjoyed the work but similar to you it's just like wrong timing for me because with my kids and stuff i just i wasn't able to do any of my artwork and maintain a full-time job it just wasn't going to happen and this i worked so hard to get to where i was with this mm -hmm. that i needed to kind of make the decision but it's so tricky because i, I understand what you mean because sometimes it's just i think and to your point about psychology too i always think um like school counselors would always it would really break my heart because it's, it's so intense and so 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 um it can be so difficult if you're an empathetic person which clearly you are if this is the line of work you're in for the reasons you are um which just makes me so happy and and likewise with adrian to have you both here because I can tell that, well, you grew up very, very close, but I can tell that you have a very genuine love for this this town and 
you know, we've been here since 2014 and we've seen a huge change just in the time we've been here, which is really exciting. And I said to Adrian recently, like between you and Adrian and Firefly, like I, like there was a time during the pandemic, I was like, maybe we need to leave and go back to Philly because it was really difficult. Um, it's like a culture shock after 10 years, just some of the uh, personalities and sort of the, the culture in the area. But it's so nice to have this momentum of forward thinking people that want to bridge that gap between sort of like people like me and like more people that are like um, a different sort of minded person. And I see you so much like that and and rachel and jean of course um over at the historical society too um and i just wanted to thank you for that because you know i didn't grow up here but my mom did and i spent a lot of time here like you mentioned with my grandparents and they were so involved and it's so funny to hear you say that it just makes me feel not funny but very exciting it was like the little teacher in me i was just talking to a linguist about how to get kids interested in language and and just these stories of like your memories are wrapped up into these beautiful feelings of nostalgia and like the warm feeling of like your relationship with your, with your grandparents. I just love those stories so much. So I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you. Um, it was really scary coming here and moving here, especially with like the history and the reasons why my mom left. It was very scary, but I keep saying to Adrian, you know, it's like so important for us to all stay and continue to make that slow change and continue to build relationships with people who you wouldn't normally probably want to interact with generally not you but i mean me yeah um, because the only way we can sort of help people see things a little differently is by exposing them to different ways or different ways of thinking in a, in like a kind of sort of like more compassionate way in my opinion like i feel like that's really important and i see you doing that because knowing you a little bit personally i know um sometimes i'll sit there and be like how's jillian like keeping her cool like it's so it's so funny because i feel um you know, Patrick Dunmoyer over at the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center, he sort of does the same thing. He has to bridge that gap. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't know how you do it because I'm like such a hothead. But I got a little taste of it uh, working at the Schwenkfelder and I love the people I work with, but it can be really, really challenging. You're not only dealing with the public, you're dealing with like um, different personalities in the town. And I just think I'm sure I'm sure to honor that it's very difficult. I want you to know that I see you and I really appreciate you and and you being able to continue to to bridge that gap and help us all sort of get along. So I just wanted to say that and and I guess so you've been doing it since 2020 so it's 2022. Um so you were at building a better border town until very very recently right when did you when did you transition over to Boyertown Historical Society yeah 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 uh May so I left hold on I just gotta go back my secret I feel like sure. the Hulk, because like you know that one's have you are you familiar with the Marvel movies have you watched yes I no have, I haven't but I know them from comic books <laughs> I know them because I'm old and I watched I like saw the comic books. I was like a Dazzler girl, but I, I am very familiar with the Hulk. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, queen. So there's a scene where the Hulk is like, they're, they're asking the Hulk what's a secret. And he turns and he looks, he's like, my secret is I'm always mad. <laughs> I feel like the Hulk. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I actually, uh, I have, I have a special pillow in my desk uh, that is actually 
right now getting cleaned and it's called my screaming pillow uh and i got made fun of <laughs> for uh main street managers i got made fun of uh in a in a, in a funny kind of like haha laughing with you kind of way and they're like multiple choice <laughs> when you come across this situation which do you do and there's like four options and then there's the last one and it's like screaming to your screaming pillow <laughs> and i'm like yes <laughs> it's actually really beneficial no hey you gotta let it out there's nothing like holding it in it'll do all kinds of horrible things to you exactly you gotta get it out somehow in a very productive way i love it my daughter actually does that it's so funny she's only like nine and she'd come home from school and there was this girl in her class that made her nuts she would just go upstairs and scream into her pillow she was like six years old it's like go ahead girl oh yeah another good one screaming into the freezer by the way oh oh yes the freezer yes 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 um, i've had a lot of uh I've unfortunately had some traumatic experiences in the last like decade. So I have been going to be a therapist, but she always recommend, like I've been, I've been learning to accept and welcome my anger and learning that it is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a feeling and to not hold back. And so she actually had recommended screaming into a freezer because the cold helps to like, yes, love it. I love it. Because it's also like a grounding technique because you're like changing your temperature. Mm-hmm. I got all the I got all the tips and tricks. <laughs> I read this book when I first moved here. It was called um, Orange Rhino. And it was about a mom who wanted to stop screaming at her kids. And I was like, give me all the secrets. And that's one of them. <laughs> screaming into a pillow in a freezer. And I was like, I'm going for it. And I stopped <laughs> screaming. So something's working. Yes. Normalized screaming. <laughs> Honest to God, we need to have like um, a wild woman sisterhood in Boyertown where we just get together and scream like banshees. Yes, I love it. <laughs> That's not, is that on brand though? I'm not sure. Like, is that too far? See, you need to bridge me and bring me back in, like real me back in. That's too far. <laughs> All I'll right. tell you what, Jillian. What was your question? You had asked me a question. No, I'm sorry. I will tell you what though, uh, through my sort of experiences in the last 10 years in this area, I'm like, I'm feeling super, super, super like committed to doing some more work locally here in Boyertown because I'm not, I am seeing like the grass is not greener. And actually we do have a bunch of really, really cool folks here, including some like very, very awesome retired school teachers that are very active and very supportive. I mean, I've been, I've been given so much support here in Boyertown that like, and then I'll go and do things in Kutztown. And I went to Kutztown for my graduates program and totally different vibe and i'm not putting down all kutztonians or whatever but um not only was it like you and adrian and the folks at firefly um but it's also like this whole group of women and men the men but i i get a lot feedback a lot of the feedback comes from the women especially online that um they end up being like retired school teachers and like they knew my grandparents and like they're just so like they're so progressive in thought and even though we're like a very typically uh or old like we're a pennsylvania dutch or pennsylvania german community that's evolved a lot and and become more um diverse they're very forward thinking compared to other areas that are happening right now so i just wanted to also mention that you know you go out and you explore whatever and then it's like 
I'm definitely a Boyertown girl. Like, like how can I be of service Boyertown? Yeah. So um, that's something that's been really brought to light. So have you have you experienced that as well? Like people in the community really supporting you and and giving you opportunities to grow and yeah. make nice connections? Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I loved about building a better Boyertown was that everyone, for the most part, was extremely helpful. Everyone loves Boyertown. They have... Yes. The community has such a passion for the community that it it is unlike anything that I have ever seen. And I've seen some... Um, I've seen some strong communities, uh, but I have not seen one similar to Boyertown yet. So I, I mean, I think I've run into the same retired English teachers. <laughs> if I think if I'm thinking of who you're thinking you of, know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, everyone had been so helpful, and I yeah. was essentially coming into the role blind. And I was like, I have I have no experience in Boyertown outside of my neighborhood. Um, and I have no idea, like there were all these personalities and history and, 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 you know, you be careful around this topic. And, you know, these people are like super really helpful, but like, don't dare bring up anything that has to do with, uh, uh, there are like arch nemesis in town. I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> you almost need like a map on the wall. I know exactly what you mean. It's so much like that. I it's like that in any community, yeah. but yeah, I feel like that one episode from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where the guy is like conspiracy theory and all the red wire and, and <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yes, I the community has been so helpful with furthering the career, um, getting more connected with other people in Border Town. Um, they've always been very helpful with sharing information. So if I was like, Hey, I don't know who to go to talk to. Like, I really need a face painter. Who do I talk to about a face painter? <laughs> yeah. like, Here's like a list of people. All you have to do is ask. Uh, so yeah, it, it, the people in Boyertown are, there's something special in the best, yeah. in the best way. There's, there's bad parts. Of course. Like it's of course. It's it's a nice mixture, and it it, it definitely is. is something that just gives you a warm fuzzy feeling. It I yeah. I can't find anywhere else. So yeah, it's it's very interesting because I grew up in a place called Bristol in Bucks County, mm-hmm. and it's like very similar. It's like a small town, but so different. Um, it was settled in like I think 1681. Um, but it was super diverse when I was growing up. And that's why my mom left. That is why she left. She wanted to raise her kids in a diverse town, which Boyertown was not when she was growing up. She was born in 53. Um, but just, it's so funny because she like ran away. She like escaped. And then, then I brought her back because I came and she followed. Um, but it's so different now. And I'm like trying to reintroduce her to Boyertown because there's a lot of, speaking of trauma, there's like a lot of pain in just, um, being back in a place where you grew up in a very like uncomfortable time. And, and it's brought her back to some of that old, old pain that she feels she's, she's struggling a little bit. And then coming back during the pandemic is really tricky, but 
I keep trying to show her and, and, you know, get her out and about and show that, you know, it's a very different community now and it's, and it feels a lot more diverse, certainly since she's left, but also diverse in thought and in, um, you know, the interest of, I mean, sometimes I'll get like vibes online, people that like have been here their whole lives or whatever are like really like, oh, Blairtown sucks. And that makes me really sad, but I'm also like an outsider. So I'm not staying in the same place I grew up in. And I'm sure you, you face that a lot, especially like at events and stuff. But generally speaking, I think there's such a huge energy in that like, um, I don't know if they like being called this, but like the boomer crowd, like the baby boomers, they probably don't want to be called boomers, but like my mom's generation are maybe a slightly little bit older. There's like a huge energy and they've sort of retired. A lot of them that I know have been school teachers and there's so much energy in effort in like preserving the stories. And, and it's just like, there's a lot going on. Like I'll compare it to Kutztown because I mean, Kutztown is also a college town. So it's a little tricky. Um, but when I see the things that you guys are doing, it's just so cool. And I wanted to touch on um, Rachel and Jean because I know Rachel became involved a few years ago and just her whole energy and spirit has been such a huge breath of fresh air. And when I saw the tractor show, I was working full time at the time. So I was like, so it was crazy there at that time. But I was like, yes, because this whole time I've been like, saying to my husband, you know, Oli and Blairtown like need to have these events like like Kutztown has and stuff. And I was like, it'd be so cool. And I heard that it was a really well attended event and it was really successful. And I was just like, you're on to something like this is so cool. So let's segue into so you you left building a better Blairtown. This opportunity um, presented itself to go to the Historical Society. And then can you talk to me about more about the things that well, maybe a little bit of the background about the Historical Society, because I think a lot of people don't even realize um, how long it's been here and, and all the efforts that are being made, but then also like things that are coming up and things that, you know, you guys are working on really exciting stuff. So yeah. could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I started my internship uh, like 2019. And then after my practicum ended, I was voted on as a board member and I served the board for two years. Um, and then in May of 2022, I'm sorry, April 2022, I had left Building a Better Boyertown. Um, it was the Tuesday after coming out of hibernation because I didn't want to leave the event hanging. Right. I wanted to make sure that I saw it to a close. Um, and then that May 1st or whatever, the first day of May ended up being, uh, during the work week, I think it was a Sunday that was May 1st. So probably May 2nd, whatever that May I started mm -hmm. the society. And, um, as a board member, I felt like I had as a, both an intern that segued into a board member, I felt like I had known a lot about the society, but then coming and, being in the society every day had really showed me that I knew nothing. <laughs> I know <laughs> every day I learned brand new things that I was like, Oh, this is really cool. <laughs> but anyway, so cool. So the society was originally uh, way back when it was a log cabin. Uh, there's not really too much known that at least I don't know. Uh, and I don't no. think the board knows uh, who resided in the cabin or uh, when it was first built or anything like that. But 
um, in the late 1800s, sorry, in the late 1800s, George Unger had knocked the cabin down, purchased the property, and then built this mansion. Um, at the time, it was the biggest mansion in the town, um, and it also ended up being the first home in Boyertown to have running water and running electricity. George Unger was also the first guy in town to have a car. So he was pretty, he was a big guy. Um, he was fancy. He was yeah. fancy Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> and he made, I, I love telling this to, especially the like sixth graders that come in when on like school tours. I love telling them that uh, his, the way that he made like his fortune was made from making women's underwear. Uh, the, <laughs> the reactions are priceless. I love it. One of my favorite parts of the job. <laughs> um, I bet that gets a good reaction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, his wife had passed away. Uh, and then in 1920, the St. Catholic Church had purchased the building. They were the first Catholic church in Boyertown. So they faced a lot of like intolerance and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but they, they persevered, they grew, um, and they expanded the building, which is why we have, uh, it's why like part of the, from the backside, the, the building looks like a house and from the front side, it looks like a church. That's why. Um, and then in 19, the, the St. Clem Hill Catholic Church had moved uh, because they, they grew too big. Uh, and they're still in Boyertown and they're still active. They just had their 101st, 102nd anniversary, something like that. Um, and the historical society formed and purchased the building in 1974. So officially the historical society formed in 1972, but purchased the building in 1974. So this year actually... Actually, it's the Sunday. We're holding our 50th anniversary. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you guys yeah. having like a party? We're having a little birthday party in the park and it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I love that birthday party at the park. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what good timing, Jillian. That's so cool. So what's it going to like, what's it going to entail? So there's going to be, of course, all the food and cake you can have. Um, Clearly. Some of the, the town's best caterers, CDs, of course. Uh, and that we've got, let's see, a soda wagon. We've got peppermint candy, peppermint stick candy stores coming, of course. Uh, there's going to be like French fries and that kind of stuff. But then we've got a bunch of different activities like the director's big band. They're going to come out and do a concert. Um, and my favorite, there's going to be a magician, Cuckoo, the crazy magician. He's amazing. my boy. I love Cuckoo. That's my buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love him. Of yes. course he's going to be there. It wouldn't be the same without him. That's so cool. Yeah. And then we're going to have a flea circus. So I... Oh I'm super thrilled about that. I feel like every time I tell somebody that there's going to be a flea circus, they're like, I didn't know that that was a thing, like outside of Hollywood. And I'm like, yeah, we're about I to totally know that's a thing because it's, <laughs> it's at the Folk Fest. So it's like, oh, you're speaking my language. Yep. 
know all yeah. about that. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That sounds like an amazing event. You guys are just doing the things. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, are you going to have the tractors in the park again? I'm trying to look to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. That's so cool. And like you said, it, it really, it had a really fantastic turnout last year. Yeah. Um, and we're, it's just going to be bigger and better this year. And I really look forward to That's seeing amazing. how it continues to grow it's um it's really going to be special so that is so cool um and of course we can't forget the most wonderful thing ever is the Belschnickel craft show um something that my husband and I always participate in and it's just like an epic event like it's one of our best events ever and it's so cool because we're really good friends with Ivan Hoyt and he had been doing it for like 30 years or so and it's just it's, it's a tricky time for a vendor because it's the day after Thanksgiving, so it's always on Good Friday and then the Saturday. But it's such an incredible event. We've, we've been so grateful to be a part of that event. So that, that's that been really, really cool. Um, and something you guys are really well known for as well. Yeah, yeah. The community, uh, I feel like everybody in the community knows what the Belschnickel is. Um, their their parents have gone. They're, you know, it's it's been 52 years now. Of holding this event so wow multi-generational uh like a family event for many yeah. generations so and, and we're i'm i'm really really excited to see how the uh event is going to evolve um mm-hmm. so like since rachel uh and jean have come onto the board and there's been new uh, board members, there's been new, the uh, restructuring of like committee members, and it's not the same organization as it was 10 years ago. Um, yes. So I really look forward to seeing all the changes that have already begun and continue to grow and will come. Um, I really think that the historical society is going to be, um, what's the right word here? I'm going to toot my own, my own horn real quick and just say, I I really think that the historical society is going to be, it's going to have a really big name in the upcoming years. So I'm really, I'm really excited. (laughs) Well, listen, we're here for it. And, you know, we, you know, my husband and I have talked a lot about um, just all the things, but yeah, you know, you get out there, you see the grass isn't greener and you come back home and it's like, this does feel like home to me because even though I didn't grow up here, you know, like, like I mentioned, my grandparents have always been here. Um, and to see the way it's changed and like evolved and, and, and the trajectory it's on is very exciting to me. And I'm like here for it. And, you know, I'll talk to you privately about how we can be more involved, but, um, well, let's just talk publicly about how can people get more involved if people are interested. Um, how can people help out that are either in the community or just really enjoy Boyertown? Um, certainly, um, you can become a member, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You can become a member. Uh, you can volunteer. Uh, one of my favorite projects to suggest to people, I mean, the fun, the, the extremely fun ones, depending on, depending on your personality, of course. Um, the fun ones that most of the volunteers go for are like the events because it's exciting. There's lots of people you get to socialize, uh, you get to do fun activities like 
um, like like uh, the the tractor ride or the pony rides or the the uh, you know the raffles and stuff like that. Those, those are fun and exciting, but my level of fun and exciting is going through the collection. Yes, <laughs> I love this. That's my fun and exciting. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I always say whenever we get someone calling about a volunteer opportunity, someone who's interested in volunteering, um, I always say, like, what are you interested in? I prefer to cater each um, experience to what their interests are. It's not fun being assigned to a volunteer opportunity that you're like, this is boring. Yeah. It's not very good for for having repeat volunteers. Right. Um, So true. But yeah, so the big, big project that uh, is kind of like, this is going to take a couple of years, <laughs> is we are currently inventorying the collection. So we're going through each item, we're looking at it, we're you know monitoring it to see if there's any damage or wear and tear. Uh, any decay mm-hmm. of any of the items, and then you know properly storing it. We're working on digitizing everything so the collection could be more awesome. accessible. I'm really excited about that. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, that one, I pers- uh, I think any history fan will really love that project because mm-hmm. you come across like, for example, I came across this pile of papers. Uh, that was a new donation. Someone brought it in um, and uh, they're just like, hey, these were in a box in my grandparents' house and it was in the attic and we're cleaning it out and here you go. So I'm looking through and there, there's a lot of really interesting things. But then I come across like a, a ledger, for, like a, a, a receipt book from 1868 from the oh, wow. Lefevre store. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is really exciting. Oh, no, <laughs> or like a letter from, I, uh, I'm looking at um, a letter. Oh, from... Julian, I lost you. Oh, wait, sorry. Sorry, I lost you. You said a ledger. Can you go back to the ledger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I received a ledger, uh, this box of stuff and in it was a ledger uh, from like, 1868 or something like that from the Lefevre store and usually our collection when people give us stuff from Lefevre it's like the plates but this is all their administrative work and it's just something that we don't typically see it was super exciting and I just like it gives me chills like I love this about my job because I come across this item that you just don't see you don't come across it even in the and I just you get these whole body chills and it's really great. Yes. So So, yeah, I love it. But yeah. I love that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Right. It's really exciting. But I definitely need a lot of help with that. So usually I will be like, Hey, if you want to volunteer, you can help me with uh, this inventory project, (laughs) please, please come and help me with this inventory project. (laughs) I just had a, uh, Sorry, that's so much work. I mean, with yeah. a small staff, it, yeah, it's yep. like a lot of work. I just had you just uh, had a what? Okay. 
and no, I just had an old mentor come uh, over the past, over the last weekend, and I wanted to pick her brain a little bit about, you know, what the best way to go and organize the collection would be. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is like a 10-year project. And I'm like, <laughs> I yeah. thought it was like a two-year project, three max. And she's like, no, no. It's bananas. <laughs> just working on the Schweinfelder, it's like we had a staff of six, and like our archivist and our um, – curator just watching them like do a sessions and like it's just so much work and they had volunteers it's like crazy work and oh, so yeah. you guys probably have a smaller staff than us right so we had it's six just what do you guys me. have over there yeah it's just me. Bless your heart, Jillian. <laughs> there's also adrian she's our she's a consultant and she uh That's she does media i love adrian so much okay can we just spend a moment and give Adrian mad props because she is very, 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 very good at social media. And I'm learning things and I love her like style that she posts in. And I'm just like, yes, I love this so much. And that's a, that's a big job. That is a big job. And I, I've been really enjoying her post and you could definitely feel like a transition when she took over with that. And I was really excited. Um, Oh yeah. And she, and she's, she's, she's not from the area, but she has such a love and dedication to, building a better boy town but better in like in the sense of not like we were not great before but like in the sense of just like bringing more people in and having people that have been here maybe exposed to um history and ex yeah. you know have them like appreciate it more like definitely for me um and my mom as well like and i know the Scar the carl spatz museum as well we haven't been over but i've heard like amazing things about it and the interactive part about it like um it just sounds so so cool um so that's wonderful so you so you take you take volunteers people can become members and of mm -hmm. course you can come and visit and it sounds like you do school visits which is really cool for um for teachers as well are you guys part of the lehigh valley passports to history we are i just joined Yay. yes oh, love them so, they are amazing i'm happy to hear that jillian they're such a a wonderful power group of people to get people coming out and and you got to get on the show the guy's so cool the um they do like this show they do this like facebook show oh my gosh i loved working with the lehigh valley passwords to history and i helped them put together like a teacher catalog and there's yeah. just so many good people involved it's such a good organization i'm so excited to hear that because i know the the um the, the history car history I don't, I mess up their name. The History of Vehicles Museum. <laughs> Museum of Historic Vehicles. I just needed to like move them around a little bit. I know that they also were joining when I was still at the Shrink Butter. That's very exciting. Then get some help. That's wonderful. Do you take interns? If people are interested, can people come and intern and help you out? Absolutely. That's wonderful. Right now we don't so just reach out. Interns, uh, which I okay. am. I'm a hundred percent against, I, I mean, I will take an intern. I love interns, um, but we don't have a budget to pay them. I am very right. strongly for paying my interns. Um, yeah. So right now I'm actually working on a handful of grants to specifically pay our interns. So finger oh, crossing. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, well, we are all finger crossing and toe crossing yeah. for that. Yeah. But yes, definitely do take interns um, and all kinds of volunteers. And I've got lots and lots of projects, even if events and collections management isn't your thing, I've got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> She's like, bring all of the people. That's so cool. And and the building is really, really interesting and neat too. And it's like, it seems like there shouldn't be a church there. It's so interesting. It's like such a small like place. And it's just like, it feels like, hmm, this just seems really awkward. Like yes. I, I'm so interested in the history of the, of the building itself. It's so cool. But then it's neat because I'm seeing now another event coming up is the Old Soul Stroll. The yeah. Old Soul Stroll. And you have the clock tower, of course, that's my, my grandparents' church. Um, and my parents were married there. Like, I love that church so much. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's coming up really soon, the 13th of August. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, it's, so it's every Saturday. Uh, oh! Um, it, it, it just, it's brand new. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of brand new. The old soul stroll part of it is brand new. Um, it kind of is a resurgence of the ghost walks in town, um, but we're yeah, okay. adding more more accurate history, more accurate stories, more research. We really wanted this experience to be as authentic as possible. Um, so the historical society worked with the uh, another a different Adrian uh, in town, and oh yeah. Uh, they, the, the two have been working very hard to find all the information that they can about the various stops. Um, they had a ghost hunter come out with their fancy smanchy uh, equipment that I don't know the name wow. for. <laughs> but they, they got like all the recordings and the pictures and... Um, wow. Yeah, so they they've got a lot of great stuff. It happens every uh, every Saturday at seven o'clock, six thirty, seven. Hold on. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the flyer and it's I'm the, not telling you because I'm in the shop now. <laughs> it's every every Saturday at six thirty, uh, and it'll happen until November. Uh, the, all the October tickets are quickly selling out, of course, naturally. Wow. Um, but it's 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 family friendly, so uh, it's nothing. It's got that spooky vibe, uh, but it's nothing too scary. So like, you can still bring your kids and stuff on it, um, especially if they like ghosts. Uh, My daughter's obsessed. Yeah, there's there's also the very historical aspect of it. So it does yeah. talk about the history of the buildings. It does talk about the history of the town. Uh, it's very comprehensive tour. So. That is so cool. My daughter actually, we've been talking about it for a while because, well, we're homeschooling two out of three and the one is in um, a virtual program. She just really likes it, but she was born on Halloween. So she's super into anything spooky and she's like, duh I want to go and I was like okay we can do this I am um, she's so funny she loves anything spooky so she's been talking about it for a while so I'm happy to hear that it's like every Saturday that's so cool yeah. um so just before we go Jillian I want to make sure to link um how people can find you all um and I have the site up and I'm I have in my notes to ask you about swag and I'm like seeing all kinds of fun stuff on here in the shop but you can also make donations and and this is very brilliant of y'all to have it on the website, to become a member on the website, also do donations and order things. Um, I know I've, I have a couple of the books and I just like love them so, so much. I love the, the cooking book that you all offer. So um, the website, if you want to just give us a shout out what the website is, and then also um, we can find you on Instagram and Facebook, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the website is very easy. It's boyertownhistory.org. 
nice and easy. <laughs> I love that about it. <laughs> and we do have a Facebook and an Instagram handle. Um, and I can link them too, Jillian. Don't worry about it. I'll make sure to link all that stuff. <laughs> no worries at all. I was like panicking. How do I get this up in front of me? <laughs> no, no, no problem at all. That's so funny. No worries. I'll make sure to link it all. But um, the website's really nice and user friendly. One of the things that I undertook as the museum educator was like redoing the website and it was such tricky work. Um, but your website is very user friendly and really easy to, to navigate. But so before we go, um, can you just tell me about if somebody walks through the door, um, are there are there hours of operation where people can the public can come and visit? And what, what will they experience? Like, can you just give us a little bit of um, a preview of like what they'll see and uh oh. <laughs> or what they can what can they access can they make an appointment and do some research with you like i'm going way above like thinking um, within the six people the six people on staff thing but i'm i'm just curious you know particularly i know my husband and i are totally obsessed with the history of boyertown and would like to learn more so how does that work when you have scholars or whatever i am come in and they want to do some research is that a possibility for people absolutely absolutely so officially Uh, even though I am here almost every day, (laughs) uh, officially our public hours are Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then Fridays and Saturdays from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, and that's only because of COVID and construction. So right now, when you come into the into the society, I mean, we are still open. We just released our new exhibit, Patriotic Lawyer Town. I'm very excited. It is my first full exhibit, and oh I work gosh, there. And it's already controversial, so you know it's good. <laughs> you know it's good, yes. Um, but I'm I'm really excited. But yeah, so the 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 exhibit is open. The museum is open. Uh, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays come in anytime. Um, I am here every day, almost every day, uh, except for Saturdays, and I'm sorry, except for Sundays and Mondays. Uh, so any other day between nine and five, uh, you can call, make an appointment. Um, I am here and I am willing and ready and able to help. So if you want to learn more about genealogy or to see what we have in the collection, to research or do any of it. Um, all you gotta do is just call me, email me, um, and we can set up a time and appointment to get started. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. That is so, so cool. Before we go, Jillian, I just wanna ask you with all the time you've spent working here and in Boyertown and immersed in sort of this study, um, or not study like, uh, observation of the history, but also the contemporary times. What is your favorite thing about Boyertown? And then the subsequent, it's like the Rose Thorn thing. What is something that you would like to see kind of change and, and kind of give it in a bit, like in general, like in our community? Yes. So my favorite thing about Boyertown is the casket factory. I love everything about it. I love the morbidity about it. I love the uh, the entrepreneurship about it. I love the exhibit that we have here in the society. 
Um, I love, love seeing the old photos, hearing about the famous people that have purchased caskets from the factory. It, anything that we have about the caskets, I love it. Um, we actually just had a program meeting a couple of months ago where we had old employees come to share their experiences and it just, it was great. I loved it. That's so beautiful. It was really That's amazing. They were a little shy to share at first, but we opened them up. <laughs> and they, they, <laughs> once they started sharing, they were like, the, the dam's open and all the stories yes. all the stuff came out. <laughs> yes, indeedy. That's um, very cool. And I would say my the thing that I would like to to work on most, to change the most, is definitely the perception that Boyertown, that people from not from the area have about Boyertown. So that I'm sure as many people know, um, the town has had a very intolerant past. And yes, I was always aware of it, but like, I didn't like realize how recently it was. Um, yes. But it's not, the community is not like that anymore. And right. when I was at Building a Better Boyer Town, I made it like my personal mission to change the perspective of like the rest of the world, which was a little, a little bit more than I could handle. <laughs> yeah. You're biting off a lot there, sister. <laughs> but it's still my, it's still my personal goal. I very strongly um, love Boyer Town, and I very strongly feel like the, that the community has changed drastically in the last however many years. Um, right, right. I want to change, continue to see that change. I mean, it is nowhere near perfect. Um, right. And that perspective is very strong, especially uh, outside of the community. Yes. Um, yes. And that I, I mean, I, I see it when I tell people, hey, come to Boyertown, there's so many great things. Or if I tell a vendor, hey, do you want to come out to our event? It's really fantastic. And they're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> um, and it just yeah. breaks my heart. It really does. Yeah. Because it, it's not the same. And um, right. So but I, I also didn't represent all the people in the town either, because I can yeah. remember my grandfather would stand out and just make sure everything was kosher because he was like, not yeah. of that mindset and fought in World War II. And it was very difficult for him, but he was like on alert. He was out there. He was a volunteer um, ambulance driver. And I remember my mom telling me stories of how he would just make sure everything was keeping you know, things like, you know, just kind of monitoring. And I thought, wow, that's really kind of like impressive that you would put yourself in that situation. Yes. And, um, you know, not everybody here, well, certainly a majority of people were probably very unhappy about it happening. And oh, I'm really yeah. glad that that has, has discontinued, but I'm really glad you brought that up because it's so awkward. And I'm like, but we have to like acknowledge the past in order to not repeat it, I believe, you know, and, and yeah. it's really, really good to, um, I'm glad that you brought that up and I agree. And I would also comment to say that I also said this, a lot of people that were raised here and kind of stayed perhaps have a very negative view of Boyertown as well. And so I think some of these efforts that you guys are working so hard on will definitely reach them because if you have a party in the park, how are you gonna say anything bad about a party? Like, come on now. <laughs> exactly. 
So just I love it. We're running out of time, but like just a quick little glimpse about some of the projects that I'm working on. Oh yeah. No, take your time, that. sister. Yeah. Um, we have a handful of uh, there's a there's a plot in the area of land that was a a gravesite, a cemetery for a small portion of um, freed slaves in the in the community, like way wow. way back when. And a lot, almost all the stones had been removed to use wow. this portion of someone's like foundation for their house. So uh, it is one of the projects that the Historical Society is, ter- is working on, that I'm leading on, and we're going to be restoring, not completely restoring it, but working to uh, bring more attention to the cemetery to kind of make a memorial out of it. Um, to really try and bring more attention to it. I personally did a lot of the work for uh, the No Place for Hate mural. I raised like the $18,000 for that renovation, which is finally, I'm so happy to hear, is finally, um, they're finally moving forward with the painting. Uh, I know that there was a little snafus with the transition, but they're they're doing really well with it now. Um, But uh, I... Because of the No Place for Hate mural, I found out that Boyertown was the first town in Pennsylvania to start the No Place for Hate program with the Anti-Defamation League. So I'm trying to get the Anti-Defamation League to come out to this historical society to talk about various topics that are relevant within that theme. Um, And like I said, my new exhibit just opened it's patriotic lawyer town. The uh, one of the topics in that patriotism uh, is about like how does patriotism look to you? Like how do you define it versus how does your neighbor define it versus how is it defined wow. versus prior? Like eighteen oh one, patriotism looked a whole lot different than twenty twenty two. And there's a lot of uh, organizations that, you know, had racist starts, but have evolved over time. And how does that look still? Is it still patriotism? Um, so, yeah, I'm, we're, we're wow. really lot, And I'm really excited about it. And I really hope that people can come out and see it and, uh, yeah, and just kind of get a chance to see the changes that we're making. That's amazing. And I think it's so important to have in the conversation honoring like the, the darker sides and, you know, again, to not repeat them. So I really appreciate and value that effort so, so much. I had no idea about the cemetery. One thing I wanted to ask you about, cause I know Rachel was discussing this many years ago and it was all in the same time that I was into a deep study of this individual. I think you guys are doing a collaboration. I believe I'm, I think I'm a, might be the historical society and the organization that does um you're gonna have to help me they garden and they're seniors um with about mountain Mary. oh yes right? yes 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 yes, uh, yes. Uh, seniors and sprouts there we go i know it's sprouts i didn't want to be- <laughs> i love that I remember Rachel talking about it and I was like, Rachel, stop. And I like, I'm obsessed with Mount Mary and I love this all, this whole thing. So can you tell us more about that and how, how is that project going? Yeah. So right now 
know it's a little bit uh, stalled because we're focusing a lot more on the construction of the building. It desperately okay. needs air conditioning. It desperate like oh. it, there were a handful of projects that were very urgent. We've we've addressed some of them, but it still desperately needs air conditioning. <laughs> But because oh of that, gosh, bless your heart. Are you kidding me? You don't have air conditioning. Oh, Jillian, you are literally Saint Jillian of Boyertown. I am done. We were joking this morning actually about doing hot yoga in the in the museum because it's hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do a fundraiser and get you a room air conditioner. Do you have something? I have I have a window I have a window unit in my office and then there's a window unit in oh, the good. library. But okay, um, I was actually very concerned. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been more concerned like... at this point for the collection because the heat is not yes. good. Yes. But oh. Jillian, I am super, super excited to hear all the wonderful things that you're doing and working with. I, I just know two of the board members, which I probably know a bunch of other ones because they're probably the teachers I'm talking about that that have been so kind to me. Um, but Rachel and Jean, of course, doing some really wonderful things. And I can't wait to, to participate more now that I'm not working full time. And and I'm also just so excited to hear, you know, all of the wonderful things that you're working on. So I'm really glad that seems like you found a wonderful spot and you're kind of in um, a really great um, onward and upward trajectory. So I'm very excited for you. And thanks so much for taking time to sit down with me. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I was so excited when you reached out to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry it took me so long. I'm like a dabish thing. It's a Pennsylvania Dutch word for like jackass. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I get really into it and then I have to take like a big break because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm way too introverted for this. 